You are now listening to Awaken You with Shelley Bond. Welcome to my show where we explore ourselves. We talk about growth, healing, breath, life, yoga, failures and successes, intuition, inspiration, fears, manifestation, books, writing, motivation, food, parenting, inner child work, mindfulness. What are your thoughts? My love for healing with energy work, learning how to love myself, forgive myself, and know my own self-worth. I have a deep well inside to hold space and connect with women. And I have learned that awakening is for us all, especially for those of us who think that it's not. Waking up to our life's flaws and all is possible because, my friends, life is a practice. It's not a perfect Hello, my beautiful soul sisters. It is autumn equinox. This is the start of this shifting of the seasons, this transformation of nature. And I feel like nature is always here as this great teacher to us. And often we repel this change. How many of us are resisting nature? This resistance is something I am feeling from the collective of humanity. And really, Autumn is here. She is here to grace us with this transformation. It's this visual, this perceptual that we can feel. We can touch, taste, and see it. We can feel the cold weather. We can see the darker nights and the darker mornings. Notice that within ourselves. I always love thinking of flowers and how flowers only bloom in the spring. And just like the seasons, we are nature. Nature is our birthright. And nature, when we're open to it, these trees can teach us so much. And I'm so grateful because the Hive Soul Sisters Collective has officially put on our third woman's circle, which is such this beautiful celebration. And our theme was autumn, autumn equinox. And like with many things in life, we, me, and the founding four, that's the four women, myself, this beautiful soul, Caitlin, another incredible soul, Jennifer, and I guess maybe I could explain their roles. Caitlin is this beautiful, rooted energy, this calm, still, wise presence. She's very analytical thinker, and it has this beautiful, open heart and is on this very special spiritual journey. And she is a yoga instructor. And she's also a coach, a life coach. And she's also a wedding coach, which I thought was so interesting. And what an amazing thing to share people with because she had struggles with planning her own wedding. And she created a role to help people during the time and the season of their life that transformation of getting wed and married. And this other woman, Jennifer, is just, she's like this wise old oak tree. 
And it's not that she's old in the physical realm. She is this old soul, just rooted and so connected and so incredibly intuitive and just love. And her presence is, it's, it's this connection that is, it's hard even with words to connect with what words could describe her, but she brings to our circle this beautiful presence. And she really is this incredible woman who's really in tap with nature and herbs and the world around us. And she last night was so beautiful. She helped us prepare this pear butter in bringing all of these healing properties. And I have a, a sick Jacko with me. I picked him up from school today. So he's in the background. He is having a tummy thing where he's just not feeling well and he's very sad. So I'm holding space for him and helping. Hopefully, 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 hopefully he can get some rest. He's laying on the couch while I'm podcasting here. This is life and showing up. And Jennifer is a massage therapist who is like, she says she's Claire, all of the things she's clairsentient, clairvoyant, like she sees visions, she feels energy, she can lift energy, she can transmute energy. And it's something that at the age of 56, she's just harnessing and just, I think she's probably been doing it her whole life, but I feel she's more open to allowing it to flow through her and she brings so much. It's so amazing. And then my beautiful sister, my soul sister and blood sister, Jenny, is this vulnerable, amazing, grounded, and connected presence. And her energy is, it's beautiful because my life growing up with my my big sister, we're 18 months apart. She's been really just like confident and just she knows what she's talking about she is always like the center of the room people want to hear what she has to say and she's made a recent life switch and she is a holistic life i think it's a, a nutritional holistic healthcare coach health co- health coach it is a long title but it's beautiful and she already knows all of the things and it's interesting as she's shifting kind of her roles in life and she's shifting more and growing more in this kind of self-help field, if you will, that she is finding her grounding and she's sharing her vulnerability and it is beautiful. She opened the circle last night and we, we usually begin our circles and we sit and we introduce ourselves if there's new members, just so everyone can get to know who we are as the hive. And last night we were talking about fall and what fall means to us and perhaps what we were open to letting go. And it was beautiful. What I loved that Jenny did was that she opened up the space and shared that, but she didn't just start talking right away. She shared and she immediately opened it up to the soul sister to the right of her and the soul sister to the right of her was a little taken back, like me, you want me to? And then she flowed and then it went around the circle. And of course the circle spiraled back to Jenny and she shared this beautiful, I would say it was like a poem slash story. It was so vulnerable. And she 
did this meditation and she's been working and struggling with self-doubt. And it was such this beautiful permission for the women to know that we're all on this healing journey and we all struggle with self-doubt. But when we can get quiet and slow down and she did a meditation and she really connected with the energy of trees and the earth around her and she realized that none of what her inner critic is feeding her is true and that she returned to her real nature to her to her her nature to her roots and it was so connecting and beautiful and then the circle opened from there then we moved on and it was these incredible creations with Jenny and Jennifer where we went into the kitchen and made pear butter which I've never had pear butter before it is amazing and delicious and we added cardamom and ginger and allspice and you know what I don't know if we did add cinnamon which I love cinnamon but it was all of these just is it antsy that star looking little like clove hard that's this beautiful little thing Oh, it's gorgeous. I've never cooked with it before. And it was so amazing because Jennifer brought all of these different healing properties to food and reminded us with Jenny that food is our medicine and that food is really here to help us. That instead of popping pills, we need to reach for medicine that when we have these tummy aches, like Jackie's been struggling, he has this little tummy bug, peppermint tea, like peppermint tea is soothing to the tummy. It's soothing to the head. It's calming of the system. Ginger, really good calming of the belly. They all, there's so many properties in just like spices alone. And I feel like a lot of the times our body will crave things that we need. And you know what is interesting? I'm remembering now, which I'm going to figure out what I can do for Jackie with nutmeg. I remember that she was saying something about how nutmeg, which actually can help us within the digestive tract for diarrhea and vomiting. And that is what he's been experiencing. So I don't know how I'm going to get him to intake that, but that would be super helpful. Maybe if it was in a capsule form, but he's having a hard time with swallowing things. He's eight and just barely learning how to like take supplements and vitamins. But I'm remembering that. And, and it was so amazing and beautiful. And the way that we created this apple butter was we kept our, our our circle kind of in a circle and we spiraled to the right of the room. And she had each of us smell each of the spices. And then she gave us those healing properties. And then one at a time, we got to partake in, in adding one of these spices to the concoction, the pear butter. And at the very end, we went in that spiral one at a time with this beautiful, big, chubby heart wooden spoon. And we put our love and our positive and intention into the pear butter and mixed it. And then at the end, we did this beautiful ceremony. It was like this shamanic blessing. And she brought in, we had a carnelian crystal and a tourmaline, black tourmaline crystal for to represent the earth properties. And then she had moon water that she actually soaked in the moon. I was thinking, how have I never heard of moon water? I've heard of it, but I've never done it. Moon water, that's my new mission. Every full moon, I'm going to get a whole vat of moon water. She had moon water to represent water. She had 
a Palo Santo candle to represent fire. And then she had a sage brush that she actually foraged from here in beautiful Colorado. And then we took each of those beautiful elements and together as a group, we chanted, I bless you with the element of air. I bless you with the element of water. I bless you with the element of fire. I bless you with the element of air. And then we all blessed this food. We blessed the butter and then it was put on the stove on a slow simmer. And then Jenny moved us along and we together made pumpkin bread in Jenny's beautiful way in her kitchen that she has always made the best treats ever. And her confidence was like getting bigger and bigger. And that's so beautiful. I've noticed her confidence. Jenny's confidence is growing every woman's circle that we have. It's like with anything, the more you do something, the more confident you get in it. And then it was intuitive, but also planned. And then we went into an asana in my peak position, if you've practiced yoga before, usually there's like one peak position. It's kind of like the height of the practice. So we kind of did some standing warm-ups and some breathing and feeling and rooting into the earth and, and scanning our bodies and feeling what it feels like in our bodies and just acknowledging the physical body. And then we moved along to that peak pose of Rikshasana, which is the tree and I picked the tree posture, especially because obviously autumn equinox is here. And I feel like once again, that these trees can help us with this transition that can sometimes be rough and can cause a lot of resistance and a lot of toil and trouble, right? This month is, we're coming up on October is going to be getting here and it's kind of the spooky Octobery month and we really, this is just a time to surrender and to like trees, we can watch them transform and change into these vibrant colors. It's like this beautiful external transformation, but then also, then they just start letting go. And then the leaves, as we know, they start falling, they fall to the ground below where the, the breeze comes and blows them. And the tree doesn't try to grab all the leaves and scoop them back up and save them for, for next spring. The tree just lets them go and just lets dead things go without attachment. And for us, that transmutes into us. What is it in us that we need to let go of this season? What is it in us that has been hindering? What has been holding us back? What has been holding you back in particular? Or maybe ask yourself this question, what has been holding me back? What am I a little bit open to letting go this fall? Or what am I open to healing this season? What am I open to exploring within myself? And these reflections, that's when we do that inner work. Because we have to remember that healing starts within us, that the work is within us and right yeah we see trees and it is this external show and the weather's getting cooler the sky's darker and then that is something that is within us that is our nature and that is why a lot of us feel so deeply and a lot of us have that resistance and in our circle the beautiful Caitlin led us in this meditation that she wrote and visualized and it was all about your inner hive 
And it was beautiful at one point uh, when you were in the meditation. It was like you saw the inside of your your skeleton as a honeycomb. And then the honey was dripping and, and lighting up. And it was like this amber dripping honey all through the inside of your body. And it was, we were tending to our inner hive, to our inner queen. It was very powerful. And, and after that, then I guided a sound healing. And this was the third sound healing that I've done for the collective soul sisters. And we had seven members this time, which was so amazing because I think the first time we had four members and then we had five and then we had seven and it's just this organic slow progression this slow growth and we had a new member and for privacy reasons I won't name her name she had a lot of pain and a lot trapped within her and her professional career she holds a lot she takes a lot and I don't know if she's ever done any sort of healing work and the way we had the women lined up we were all on the yoga mats streaming in a aligned side by side seven women and their short edges of the mat were facing me and I was facing them and she began to sob. Oh, my little Jackie is having a hard time. I might have to take a little break here. Little buddy, I'm back. Jack is settled for now. So this one new soul sister came. And it was within the first minutes, probably like five to ten minutes of the sound healing portion, which I began by using a root chakra and a sacral chakra tuning fork. And I use those and I struck the rubber. I use this rubber mallet that really helps helps activate the sound. And it's kind of more of like a smoother, gentler sound than using like a rubber mallet, just hitting it like that. It actually looks like a hockey puck that's a little inverted at the top and then carries out at the bottom. And then I rung those in the women's ears and if you have ever had the pleasure of working with tuning forks, the energy is said to be the energy or the sounds from that which we came. And so I chose these very specific two chakras, the sacral chakra, the creative and the sexual chakra, or the um, the Svadvistana chakra, and the Muladhara chakra, which is the root chakra. And I really just feel like fall is this primal time for us to really connect and deepen our healing in in these two specific energy centers. And it's, isn't it always like, it almost seems like a dream. You blink and are like, wow, that happened. And when we were doing the sound healing, I it's so organic and intuitive. And we actually did get some on video. I don't know how much is going to fare because we did turn the lights out. And one woman was having experiencing a lot, a lot of pain. And her the cries and the pain coming from her 
in some moments was overriding the vibration. And I have this huge 18 inch white buffalo drum and it is a powerful presence. Like her energy, the energy of my beautiful drum, which I'm just awaiting a sacred name to come for my drum. And the more I drum with her, this was my third, fourth, this was my fourth ceremony, kind of drumming ceremony that I've led. And I've done several ceremonies on my own and with my, my sister Jenny. But the more work and the more energy work I do with her, I know that she's just coming. And just I'm really connecting with this energy of this drum. It's so interesting because so, right, the drum is a circle, which is like, the circle is like such a sacred symbol. It doesn't end and it doesn't begin. It just is and it keeps going. It keeps going. It's like a cycle, planets, planetary alignment, universe, so many things. And in the circle, though, wherever you intuitively feel called, the vibration shifts. And I'm sure if you've been on here before, I did do a little drumming ceremony. I don't know if the sound quality was the best because it's not like I have like an acoustic hookup or not acoustic, but like an electric hookup where I can like hook up my drum. But the energy is, it's so interesting and it shifts so much in different parts of your body, depending on wherever the mallet strikes the drum. The very core center of the drum is this boom, like primordial, just deep into your roots, like sends you down. And then it's almost like if you go at these like smoother little strokes, like do, 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 kind of around closer to the rim of the drum, it travels to different energy centers and different spaces in the physical body. And you can't help but have a response. And it's interesting because some people have a response that they love it. And then I have my brother-in-law and he has like a response that he resists it. and He does not like it. And it's probably because it makes him feel really uncomfortable because part of healing from pain is feeling it. And that's what these women are collective. That's what we do in these circles is we heal. And even when we have one member who hasn't healed, we hold space for her. And it was interesting because Jennifer, my beautiful, wise mother oak tree soul sister was saying that she thinks that the term holding space is becoming cliche. And I was thinking, I don't really think that's cliche, but if people say it and they don't actually do it, but last night was like this, a testament for actual raw real holding space because healing and awakening these are not fluffy puffy light sparkly experiences when you're really doing the work it hurts it's painful it's deep it's dark when you travel to those dark places and you freaking shine light you bring energy and attention to the actual pain it comes up in ways that we don't even know how to cope with. And that's why this collective of women, us founding for our energy is so grounded and so rooted in such a spiritual way. And we together hold space in this sacred way. We hold space for this healing of the collective consciousness of women. And when we heal ourselves, when we allow ourselves to sob and cry and be vulnerable, that is our strength. 
when we shine light into the darkness, when we allow those vibrations, those rumbles to come up, scary stuff comes up. It hurts to feel pain. We have been so misled in our society, especially in America, where I live, that we just have so many quick fixes, so many ways to not feel things. And when people start feeling things, it's when they're like, oh my gosh, something's wrong with me. Something's wrong with you. You better go get a pill. You better go do this. You need a blah, 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 blah. We're so overly entertained by things like smartphones and our computers and our shows and our coffee and our, even me, tea. I find myself, I like totally overindulge in tea. And I'm like, Shelly, whoa, chill out. Like it sounds silly, but when I'm having like eight to 12 cups of tea a day, it's, I know it's my comfort zone. But it's something that I reach for to help me ground. And it probably is the herbs that I crave and those healing properties within them. And it's interesting because I stopped drinking coffee for like four years. And then I started this year again with my husband. And I'm finding myself being addicted to coffee again, addicted to that caffeine, that afternoon caffeine. I don't like it in the morning. I like it in the afternoon. And my husband does a French press and we do the lightest light roasts because we learned all this information about coffee and dark roast is kind of like burning the beans and taking like the essence out of the coffee bean. You can do your own research on this, but this was the research that settled and resonated that you want those really light organic roasts that don't have, you know, pesticides and GMOs that are going to be more for your health benefits. And so my husband has this French press that has, it's a 50 ounce fresh print, French press, I say the word French or fresh. It's not fresh. It's French, <laughs> a French press. And, and that's not even a French accent, but today it is, uh, blah, blah, blah. Where am I going with this? Yes, Shelly. Oh, so then in the afternoon I will boil the water. I have an awesome electric tea kettle that I freaking love because you can set the temperature to whatever temperature you want. So in the mornings, I like my tea at 155 and coffee you in black tea, you steep hotter. And I am like a green tea drinker. So you want lower temperatures, which I learned all this when I got this beautiful tea kettle maker. And so I make 200 and whatever, 12 degrees is the max that it will boil. And then I kind of reuse, I recycle the coffee. And I also don't like really strong coffee because I just don't, but I am finding myself like wanting that caffeine or getting these low grade headaches when I don't have the calf. I haven't had coffee today yet. And I was kind of like making myself not because this woman's, this beautiful woman's group that we had last night, we didn't go to bed until 1230, me and the founding four. We, it's been amazing and incredible that like after kind of it winds down and everyone leaves, we just kind of sit and finally like decompress and hang out and we share our experiences. And we had this kind of disruption in, in the circle last night with this woman. And it was just beautiful because I feel like it was such this moment to be intuitive, to be a sister for another sister, to hold her pain. And even when other women were feeling really uncomfortable with it, because this woman was still processing and crying and letting a lot of energy go, but beautiful, freaking intuitive Jennifer powerhouse comes over and she's just as like, 
she can put your hands on you and like read your soul. She can go into your heart and be like, oh, you have a second heart. I'm going to lock that and open that. Oh my gosh, you have like, like she was saying, this woman just had this like sludge that this energy that kept coming up. And instead of Jennifer dispersing that energy into the room, she's just, she took on that energy and then she can just transmute it because that's what a channel she is, which is amazing. And she said she kept trying to put up this kind of energy shield wall from the other women because this woman was just like, it was almost like she opened a portal of her pain and all of the darkness. And one of the things that came up for this woman was that she was sobbing, that she was burnt on the stake in her past life. And I, that just, because I don't know if I've shared with you, but I did have an experience. I think I did share with you in the last circle where another intuitive woman, like I kind of had that hit that that was something that happened to me as well. And I was like confirmed that and if it resonates or not. And then I found out that this weird energy between my husband and I, it was because in one of my many past lives, he actually turned me in. He was one of the people who turned me in and then I got burnt on the stake and we have been living many lives together and he's been making up for it because we do have this like beautiful soul connection. But also it was like this energy that I had to not let control me. Like you have to be careful if you do like past life regression or like past life healing that you don't get so stuck up in those past lives because it can be helpful to know the past lives, but if you're going to let that past life control, like I did find myself coming back from that circle and a little bit, I was like, you fucker, what? <laughs> and then I had to be like, no, like that was many moons ago, many, many, many lives ago. And it's fine. Like we're moving on and I know that we have energy to heal. So back to this woman in the circle though. So that like came up and then there was just like other things that were coming up for just like dark energy, like dark. And if you have never done energy work, like it can be scary to feel what it feels like inside of your body because a lot of people don't know these different sensations and like it, it it's a lot of energy and like we hold such this loving, safe space in such a connecting way that it does allow you to just open up and profound freaking healing, but it lasted like the, it lasted the whole sound healing. So later I had talked to one of my soul sisters. So I've actually done women's retreats with before my beautiful soul sister, Sarah, and she had came and she stayed late and she shared with us that she was like in and out of the sound healing because she would pop back and then like a humanist was like, is she okay? And then she'd come back into her, her sound healing and allow that. And I kept integrating mantra, surrender. I kept, I kept just cueing whatever I intuitively felt called. That's like how energy flows through me. It's, I do Reiki work, but it's also infused with whatever energy work is kind of coming through or whatever I'm feeling called for the collective or the person and the individual. And at the end, she was still having a really hard time. And so intuitively, we I got the woman to come up because we have to also honor people's time. It's like a weeknight. It's a Tuesday night. And we were coming up on our time. And it was so wonderful because the other founding three kind of held, they were still holding space for this woman while I brought the women up. And I just, you know, I, I brought it to the awareness that everyone knew that 
one of our sisters is struggling. We're going to hold space and we're going to send her love and healing. And there were some women who were comfortable with that. There were some women who were so empathetic that they were taking on her pain. There were some women who were like, no, thank you. I'm good. I'm going to stay here. So I was just being, being mindful of everyone's energy in the space. And, and then just intuitively, I, I led us in OM as, as we've talked about many episodes that OM is said to be the sound of creation. It's this healing vibration. It's one of the oldest mantras in all of time. It is this, this just sound that raises the vibration. It can clear that stagnant energy. And then we brought mantra and it was, I brought in affirmations, which were just words to elevate us, to ground us back in. And we mantraed, I am love. I am love. I am love. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. I am trust. I am trust. I am trust. I am compassion. I am compassion. I am compassion. I am healing. I am healing. I am healing. I am forgiveness. I am forgiveness. I am forgiveness. I am love. I am love. I am love. And then this soul, this beautiful soul who was struggling, she was still struggling. And it was kind of like intuitively, it was like, okay, now, now next. And I I wanted to lead us into the circle. And then Caitlin felt called to bring the women who were, who were kind of at the end cycle of the the healing sound journey. And we brought them, we made like a beautiful altar on my sister's kitchen table. And I brought crystals and murtis, murtis. I'm trying to say the R, right? Sometimes it goes on others. It doesn't. We had the Kuan Yin's energy, which she's like this beautiful protector of children. And just like this calm energy. I've had Kuan Yin's energy in my life for probably seven or eight years now. We had the energy of Ganesh, the remover of obstacles, and just all of these beautiful crystals and tuning forks, and it was just this beautiful altar. And then one of our founding four, Jennifer, had this beautiful bowl that was like very Aztec kind of vibe that kind of started like a small in the center and then just opened this big heaping wide open bowl, like almost like a foot and a half wide, and it was kind of like the henna color, that beautiful, rich, ambery, red, beautiful bowl. And we put moon water in there. And then we brought the women over to write what they wanted to release. And still, meanwhile, we have one sister who's still working through, still processing, still kind of off and on crying and then laughing and knowing that in energy work, it is totally... I don't want to say normal because I don't really believe in the word normal, but it's something that can come up that any form of hysterics can come up. Crying, laughter, anger, sadness, shivering, hot flashes. I've had even a woman where her knee just started shaking uncontrollable or like a huge pain all the way running up someone's back and their, and their butt that I had to kind of intervene and get in there with like a yoga pose and like help stretch that out. It was like the energy was just like channeling straight through that spot. And if, if we're not in a space where we're open to letting it go, it'll kind of trap itself in those spaces. 
So it's really helpful to have somebody like us women founding for holding space to help move and direct that energy where it needed to go. And at the beginning of this circle, like we always, we start with sage, which removes kind of that negative energy. And we, we use the sacred sage bush from beautiful Native American cultures. And we're so grateful for this sage and this beautiful feather that represents just expansion, freedom, birds, love. That was this feather that I had I've wanted a feather for a really long time and long story short I manifested it and Jack found it and it was just like in my car sitting on my seat waiting for me Um, so we cleared the energy with sage and then I opened up when I do energy work I usually open up kind of like a exhale portal like kind of like a a space to just move the energy freely and transmute it and so we had that moving through but the energy was it was so elevated it was intense and then we did this fire burning each woman burned and we crinkled up the paper and burned it. And the the whole, the collective, the circle kind of moved over to the woman who was struggling on the floor and she got to burn hers. And she was finally like, she was kind of collecting herself and she was kind of coming back into herself. Like you could tell this huge shift and huge transformation. And then Jenny brought it to the group that, okay, now we celebrate. Now we gather into the kitchen and we went into the kitchen and we indulged on this incredible pumpkin bread and that pear butter. I can't even freaking tell you like out of this world, if you've never had pear butter, um, get it. It's amazing. Or try to make it. You put the pear butter on the pumpkin bread and it was just like this beautiful embodiment of fall. And actually before that, Jenny was walking us through kind of like a, an eating hygiene, or I would say it more of like an eating blessing to just be mindful and freaking grateful for the food that you are putting into your body. Be grateful when you're cooking, putting that good energy, that good intention. Like last night's circle was all about the intention. What is your intention of fall? Today, what is your intention? If you wake up and have no intentions, it's going to scatter and the day is going to go blah. If you wake up and you're like, I intend this. That's why sometimes us control freaks, when we have like a list, it's like really your to-do list is helping you have like great intentions of the day. Sometimes though, those to-do lists, when I don't get to all of them, I'm like, oh gosh, I failed. I haven't done enough. So it's like, I intend on getting these things done and being flexible with myself. Like today, I intended on doing my podcast because I release my podcast on Thursdays. And honestly, I usually do them on Tuesdays or Wednesdays before. And I didn't intend on my little guy being sick, but he's here. I'm holding space for him. It's interesting. I go from holding space and helping heal and then coming home and Oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for my children and my son Jack is, he's just, he's very open because my 10 year old Milo is so close to anything that I do. He's like, I, I wish you never, he said, I wish you never made malas or had any of that weird yoga crystal stuff. He thinks it's, it's so weird. And, and Jack just like is so open and he is not feeling well. And he was laying in bed and he asked me, which 
I'm letting my crystals air out from all of that energy. I like cleared them last night on selenite, but I'm like, they need a day out into the sun and into the air element to clear. But he asked me, he's like, do you have a heart chakra crystal? And I was thinking, oh gosh, I do. But I just want to make sure the energy is cleared out before I like introduce it to his field. And then he asked me to do Reiki on him. And I'm like, what a gift. What a freaking gift. And this was like the biggest, greatest, most beautiful gift of the circle was after the women kind of cleared out and then the founding four collected and then my sister's family comes home and we felt so bad. It was like 9.40 on a school night and her daughter comes in exhausted. Her boys were exhausted. They were at her other sister's house, her husband. And, you know, it was like all the energy of her family and then they all scampered off to bed by like 10 and we're sitting up and I'm like, really, you guys? I'm in bed by like 9, 9.30. I'm like, sleep. Yes, please. I love you. Sleep. I'm going to go and do my deep healing. And it was such a gift to just sit and this collective energy of the founding four. And then actually one of my old, my soul sisters who I used to do women's groups with sat with us. It was just like, she used to do this work with us. So it felt very safe for her to be there. And we just explored what had happened and kind of we were digging into like what was great and maybe what was not so great what we could do different in in situations like this because right this was our third circle and we haven't experienced yet a member a sister having this painful experience and then we all brought it up to our attentions maybe differently in different ways of like it was so perfect and poignant perfectly imperfect that this circle of autumn equinox, this letting go, this surrendering to change and resistance, that we had this come up because we were all faced with resistance. We were faced with pain from another human that you can't help but be human and be with that person. And especially for us empaths, the empaths have can struggle with that. But this was like, one of my big things I'm letting go of is I'm letting go of the need to be an empath and to take other people's energy. And I've been reading this beautiful book, Letters to a Star Seed from Rebecca Campbell. And it is messages and activations for remembering who you are and why you came here. We went on an 18 hour road trip to Wisconsin this last week. And I was able to finally read this book. I think I have like 20 pages left. Oh my gosh, Rebecca, thank you for your soul work, for the work that you bring to the world. I have to acknowledge her light and what she is bringing and what really landed. So many things landed. So many things. I just, I can't even. So this book is kind of like messages to us spirits who know that we're spirits and having this human experience, but also for people like me who have been so tied to the ethers and the universe, like I have no problem like shooting way out. Like I'm sure in one of my past lives, I lived on a different planet in a different galaxy universe. And so I just like, that's home to me. I want to go away. So I always want to retreat and I want to get away from people. It's like I get sensory overload. I walk into a room. I feel other people's energy. I take on my husband's shit. I take on my kid's stuff. And in this book, it was so beautiful because months ago where I met all my soul sisters, we went to this beautiful retreat and this beautiful soul, Pauline, when was talking about how we no longer do empathy 
and that we do compassion. And that settled, it settled a little bit. And the more I've kind of done my own work and work with my daughter, who's also an empath, is we've really resonated with love, like kind of transmuting empathy into love. I really can feel that energy of love. I can raise love and hold love. And then I can bring compassion. For me, it's a little bit trickier to just put that compassion shield. So in this book, though, what really landed for me, which I'm going to do, my next podcast is actually going to be a book club, a book club on letters to a starseed, because there's so much incredible information in here. And I really want to bring it all up. And I feel like it's so poignant and so important. And she talks about Rebecca Campbell talks about in this book that our souls picked this exact time to be here on this planet. And so instead of floating off into the ethers and trying to escape that we need to root ourselves, we need to ground ourselves into our energy and seed ourselves here. So that's connecting ourselves to the earth, to the air, to the ethers, and then seeding ourselves here and showing up here and now for this purpose and this life (sighs) gives me goosebumps because most of my life I have not felt like I belonged. And I don't know if belonging is what we're meant to feel as these spirits living this human experience. And being weird and different is something that I fully embrace. I truly embrace it. And it was actually so wonderful. One of our soul sisters from the Hive Soul Sisters Collective, she has this beautiful Dr. Seuss quote all about being weird, hung up in her bathroom. And it was just, it was beautiful. And she she shared it with me. And let me see if I can find it here for you. Okay, I found it. And I salute and I honor Dr. Seuss. I think people either love Dr. Seuss or don't. I love Dr. Seuss and his weirdness and his jammery, clamory, weird illustrations and words. Okay, here it goes. I'm weird. You are weird. Everyone in this world is weird. One day, two people come together in mutual weirdness and fall in love. And you know what's funny is that was actually not the quote, but I liked that one. That was not the quote from my my soul sister, but that was really beautiful. Anyways, and call it love. Well, embracing these weird parts of ourselves and another chapter in this beautiful book was about not fitting in like we were not meant to fit in a freaking box and most of us spend our whole life I spent my whole life until my early 30s fitting trying to fit in a box and it's like the older I get the more I'm open to being who I am and expressing myself as a human and doing my soul work that I was brought here to do. This soul deep work is this work that is like it can be work but it is effortless. And the word work has such this negative connotation. It's I don't I wish we could transmute that word. Like instead of work it's like energy or effort or transmute it because it is so negative. Like the word work, people say all the time, like, ah, I have to go to work. Well, you don't have to go to work. You choose to go to work because you could choose to be homeless. You could choose not to pay your bills, but you choose to be a conscious human. You choose to have a home for your family. You choose to be the change for your family. You choose to make money to support your family. And we have to consciously with that conscious choice, we have to choose 
to know, I always, I have to come back to money because there's such this negative connotation about money so much. And people are just worried about losing it all the time. And money is an exchange of energy. Money is an exchange of energy. Money is energy. I always look at trees, like look outside, like all of the fall, the leaves are falling off of the trees. Money is abundant like trees. There is more than enough money for everyone to go around. You have to get seated in your money consciousness, in your money feelings, in your money thoughts. Really dive into how it is you're feeling when you're paying the bills, when you're putting money out. Are you that happens. It happens to a lot of us. You go on a vacation. It's like, how did that just happen? You pay your mortgage. Are you, my sister told me she got a new car that she loves her new car, but every time she makes her payment, she feels sick to her stomach. And that's so sad because she has this love and then she has this gross feeling. And so it's like countering each other. So instead of having that gross feeling, you could be so grateful that you have the money to make the freaking car payment and to have a beautiful car that takes you where you want to go because you freaking worked hard and you manifested, you brought that car into your life, like own it, like your house, your home, your space where you reside. Yeah. Maybe it's expensive, but you live there. Own that. That is your house. You exchange money and knowing that money can come in so many forms. And this was So for my letting go ceremony, like one of them was like, I think I put that intention out to let go of this empathy. And the second one was to let go of the limiting beliefs that I can't make money doing the things that I'm already doing. And I let that go. And then I set the intention that I intend on making abundance and wealth, doing the things I'm already doing, the things that I love my soul freaking purpose it's possible. We have to align ourselves with those thoughts. When you align yourselves with those thoughts, then you can align with the feelings and then that aligns with the energy. And then it's like this flow. Sometimes you can do these different visualization practices where you can imagine, I imagine money coming in and going out and I see it coming in and it's building, building, building. And it can be green. You could see it in actual physical money form. I see it in like this kind of green leafy energy coming in and out. I have a girlfriend who does this practice where she imagines this beautiful funnel and money's just funneling in and it's coming in. This was another big takeaway of last night was in particular, there was one soul sister. Let's call her Sadie. We'll call her Sadie. And Sadie is total an empath. And at the beginning, open circle, I shared that I am an empath and that through this book, Letters to a Starseed, I'm really shifting that. I'm open to letting go of the need to be this empath and take on everyone's shit and feelings and emotions and yucky stuff. And I'm open to being a rooted empath, which is beautiful in this book. This is an empath. This is someone who I really want to like shift this and I'm feeling the birth of a book, honestly. Like I've been like putting off my memoir and like, well, I don't know if I want to write that. I'm going to write it. I need to just write it. But I'm also feeling this birth of some sort of a book because I feel like this message is so freaking huge right now for people who identify as empaths. It's been coming to me so many times and I know that I attract the energy of empaths and people just, I feel I am a safe space for people to open up and people will tell me things that they wouldn't tell other people because of the energy that I have created because of the safe 
deepness, but being a rooted empath here in this book, Rebecca is freaking amazing. Rebecca Campbell is the author of Letters to a Starseed. She shares different ways that we can shift the empathy. So which I've been doing is transmuting it. So you can transmute it, you can shift it into whatever you want. So like Pauline Nguyen taught me this, that beautiful spiritual entrepreneur taught me that transmute it into compassion or Junie and I have taught ourselves transmute it into love or a thing, a pretty basic thing for an empath is to put up an energy shield. The problem with the energy shield is if you don't put that energy shield up every day, sometimes you need like three energy shields a day. And if you're not waking up every day and shielding your energy, especially when you're at home, especially around your sacred people, your intimate partner and your children or your animals, like you're going to let that stuff come in and it's going to impact you every day. I really just love this whole, I can almost like see it as this visualization of transmuting that energy. And when I was chatting with Sadie last night, it was when the woman was struggling, the the woman in the, the healing sound ceremony was sobbing. It was just, it was like overriding the drums. And she was a friend, Sadie was a friend of this woman. And I, I asked some of the women to come over and hold space for Sadie and I put my hand on Sadie and I or I put my hand on Sadie's back and then the hand on the woman who was struggling hard and I could feel that she was taking on her energy and I could tell because she was physically tearing up and I could just see it in her and I looked directly at her and I said you don't have to take that on that's not yours that's her pain her pain is her pain. You can send her love and you can send her compassion and I looked at every woman and I said you send her love and you send her compassion, but you don't have to take that on. And it was interesting because at the end of the circle, when we were eating our muffins, she came up to me, Sadie did. And she said, I noticed that you looked at me when you were saying that, were you talking directly to me? And I said, yes, I I was, I was, that message was for you. And she said, I've always been an empath my whole life. And I, I don't really quite understand how you can, how you can change that energy. And so I did my best and she just kind of sat with it. She seems more of like an analytical thinker. So maybe she has to process it. But I just told her that as an empath, you don't have to take on other people's shit. You don't have to take on other people's pain. And it doesn't mean that you're not a compassionate, loving human because you are. You are. It is your birthright. It is primordial, built within your soul and that you can shift that. And another thing that we can learn um, that Rebecca Campbell from Letters to a Star Seed shares, shared with us was you can just let it go. Literally, like everyone has a smartphone, you know, when your phone gets overloaded with too many things and you're like, choo, choo, and you swipe up and sometimes you're like double swiping to get rid of all of the browsers that you have open. You can do that with energy too. You can just swipe it away. Choo, choo, choo. Another really powerful one was that empaths are usually Claire, I'm trying to think of, I don't, I'm not like in tune with all of the Claire sentient, like Claire sentient is smell, Claire, I don't, the one where with touch for me, I'm very much, I need to like find it in this book, but I can feel energy. It comes up like in sensations, Jack's in the back crying if you hear him, buddy. I'm so sorry. He keeps having like diarrhea really bad. I like, Mah. but it comes up for feelings for me. 
and I can feel that, but you can feel it without taking it on. Like when I do energy work, it's almost like I just open up like this channel from my head and through my heart, but then I'm learning, this is what I'm learning now, is to root myself down and I root myself into the earth and I collect and I bring the energy of the earth up now. So I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I'm bringing my earth energy up because we don't have to be so floating away and kiting all over the place. Hold on one second. I have my sick little buddy who needs me. I'm coming back though real quick. Oh, was that the other thing that we can do is you can use, Rebecca talks a lot about flowers and that we all have like a soul flower. I really resonated with like a soul tree. So you can kind of grab what resonates or maybe your spirit animal. So if you're in those like murky, ah, unsure situations or you walk into a room and it feels gross, you can put like almost like you can imagine a vision of like your spirit flower or your spirit tree or your spirit animal and just bring the energy of that in the space. So an example was we were driving home from Wisconsin in this 18 hour car ride. The kids off and on were like, freaking out and fighting and yelling and punching each other. And then my husband just started yelling and he yelled, shut up like six times. And shut up is like a trigger word for me from my childhood. And I about freaked my shit out. And then I was like, no, that's not going to help anything. And so I literally just imagined like water streaming through and I was like bringing the energy and I was saying calm and I was like imagining this calm energy of water like rushing from me to my husband to my children and I just was holding space and and holding this calm energy and it legitimately shifted the energy I swear it literally worked it literally and metaphysically worked so knowing that as an empath, and maybe I'm going to do a podcast episode. Yes, I am going to, because if I'm going to write a book all about empathy, like we're going to do this. So as your self-care practice, if you are an empath, if you resonate with empath, which is empaths are people who take on other people's energy, you can walk into a room and you can be like, oh, this feels really disgusting in here. You can literally feel like someone's crying. You immediately start crying. You take it on. Most of us are, I think, especially as women. So, right, what we can do is we can, that kind of basic foundation of shielding our energy, you can just imagine like a bubble, imagine a bubble and you only let in what you want to let in and you only put out what you want to put out. And inside of that bubble, you create the vibration of love and you just imagine a time or space where you felt love and a great way to channel that and bring that love in is put your right hand on your heart and just mantra, I am love, I am love, I am love. And you cannot say I am love without feeling that elevation of that energy. So you can put up that love and then you can transmute that into compassion or you can shift the energy. You can move the energy. You can swipe it away. Like, no, thank you. I choose not to open up a window, be like, send it away. Use that intention, send that energy away. Or you can use those beautiful visuals of like, maybe you have a plant or a tree or a flower or an animal that makes you feel calm and safe. Or maybe it's the mountains or the ocean or whatever it is. Bring that visualization and the peace that you feel within that symbol into the space. Bring that energy with you to help kind of protect your energy and build it up. And I think this might be for more of kind of an advanced 
like somebody who's maybe been working at this a lot, but you can literally just like move the energy. You can move it away. Just like, like I said, like shift it, move it, let it go. Like shift it, set the intention to let that energy go. (sighs) Knowing that being an empath doesn't have to be something that dominates your everyday life, that it can be something that is your greatest superpower and your greatest gift. It's not a hindrance. It is a great gift that if we can harness the power of being an empath, if we can use that to our advantage in our life to help ourselves and help those around us, that it really will help us live our most awakened life because being an empath really allows us to tap into our sensory perceptives. And that is how we can be here and be rooted, like connected to the universe and rooted is really tapping into those sensory perceptions. So really, really see, do you really see what's in front of you? Like I'm looking out of the window in front of me and I see the pine cones. I see all of the beautiful spiky bushels. I see the branches. I see the textures like look, see, be present, smell. What does it smell like? What are you hearing around you? Is it uncomfortable? Is it comfortable? Like notice that and beautiful soul sisters, part of this fall, which actually a self-care practice. I always like to give all of the self-care practices, but one of the self-care practices too, if you are not resonating with being an empath is what are you open to letting go this fall? What is something that is no longer serving you? What resistance is arising? What are you holding on to? If you can hear Jackie is calling me in the background. So know my beautiful soul sisters that you have the opportunity at any chance in your life, whether you are 12 years old or eight or seven or six or 26 or 36 or 56 or 46 or 76 or 96 or 106 years old, that you can choose to shift and change anything that you want in your life with the power of intention. So this fall, have great intention, have an intention to shift and to change with the seasons, to root yourself, to seed yourself here, to change, to be vulnerable, to be accepting of yourself just the way you are, because you are perfectly imperfect just the way you are. And the universe brought your soul. I think I said universe, but it's universe brought your soul to this earth for a reason. So allow yourself to open to what that is. I'm so grateful for you, my beautiful soul sisters. Thank you so much. Please head over to iTunes and leave Awaken You with Shelly Bond, a five-star rating and review. It means the universe to me. Please share on your social media. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Shelly Bond, Instagram, Awaken You, Shelly Bond. And of course, my beautiful YouTube channel where I'm sharing all of my loves in one space with free yoga classes, free just healing and my heart work that I'm feeling called to. So no, I love you. My beautiful book, Awaken You, Shelly Bond is on Amazon right now, right now on Amazon. Just go there, search that from pain to healing a woman's way of waking up to her life. Such a beautiful guide and such beautiful reminders. And I'm so grateful every time I read it or listen to the audio, I'm like, mm, I know that audio is coming. It's on its way. I love you. I'm so grateful for you. And I will be back here hanging out with you next week.